Hello and welcome to the Pricing for the Planet podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and sustainability. I'm your host, Fabian Cross, and I'm here to demystify the economic potential of sustainable practices. We believe that going green is not just about responsibility, it's about profitability too. Whether you are a business leader, an entrepreneur, or simply curious about how sustainability can be monetized, our podcast is here for you. Today, I'm thrilled to have Paola Andrea Valencia, Vice President Pricing Europe at Schneider Electric, joining us to share her insights and experiences. Let's dive in. Great. Thanks a lot, Fabian, for the invitation and for having me here. I'm really excited to have this exchange with you today. Thanks for being here. Could you share with us your journey to becoming VP Pricing at Schneider Electric? Yes, for sure. So let me start first by giving you a very quick context on what Schneider does and yeah. what is the role that we play in the society today. So Schneider overall is the, a technology company that is the partner in the industry automation and energy management for our customers. We support them in the decarbonization journey. And I'm going to explain you a little bit more how do we go into that journey with them. At the same time, we are a 34 billion euro company. Uh, we are. Uh, we have uh, our offices in more than 100 countries, and we are at around 170,000 employees, from which more or less half of them are in the factories. Okay. Uh, we have at around 44 factory in 44 countries and more than 200 factories, and we are really uh, a worldwide actor in the energy management and industrial automation. So the journey for me started around 10 years ago. I was in France, there is a program that is called Alternance, from yeah. which basically you are one week in the school and three weeks in the office. And that was the first contact that I had with Schneider more than 10 years ago. And wow. I started uh, in the uh, digital energy business, which is really how do we digitalize for the building and the infrastructure, the energy consumptions throughout our solutions, products and services. And my role there was more or less in finance. Then after I joined the pricing team. So just to give you and the audience a, a quick overview, around 10 years ago, we were four people working in pricing. Today, we are more than 150 people. So it has been really part of the strategical intention of Schneider wow. to strengthen the pricing and commercial policy uh, function in the organization. At that time, when I arrived there by coincidence, uh, I didn't even knew that there was a function at such. <laughs> pricing. And basically, I knew it was part of the four piece of marketing, but that was all. Uh, so this is the way that I started the journey by really building some of the guidelines, tools and principles that we are today leveraging. So I had an experience in the BU. Then after I joined uh, the global pricing, so this team has the purpose of setting those pillars and structure all over the organization. And then after I moved to the country, so I was the pricing director for France, which is one of our major geographies in terms of turnover. And Schneider is a French company. So historically, we have been the market leaders in some of our areas and products. We are very strong in Schneider, are four different segments, data centers, buildings, industry and infrastructure. And is here where we provide solutions to our customers. 
and then uh, one year ago, uh, I joined the Europe Up. So I went from leading pricing in France to now I'm leading pricing in Europe. So basically, wow. in our organization, uh, we have, and I will explain that a little bit later, my team is really there to support the European countries into getting our, I will say, pricing targets into transforming our commercial policy into a more harmonized way. But also we have a very strong lever into digitalization and technology adoption. So this has been basically my journey. It has taken 10 years to be where I am. Very uh, strong experience in different angles and structures of the organization in pricing and in marketing as well. Congrats, because I think you are one of the youngest VP at Schneider, right? Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I think it's a good example on how, you know, new opportunities, inclusion is being open yeah. to uh, to all of the employees. And this is really part of the DNA of the organization. Um, and at the same time, I'm very sensible to spreading the knowledge uh, yes. all over, let's say, the the different companies and industries that are also interested in going in the journey. So. I also participate very often in international events to spread the, the experience that I have gained in Schneider in this journey. We are right into the core topic of this podcast, pricing and sustainability. And we believe that Schneider Electric is quite advanced, both in pricing and in sustainability and actually mixing both together. That's why we are even more excited to have you in this podcast because I'm sure you have a ton to share. So the first question we had was how do you actually monetize sustainability? How do you leverage sustainability into pricing? Yes, for sure. And and this is a great question that can be easily uh, defined, but I will say that there is a deep content on it. And uh, I would like to give, I will say, two different perspectives. In my view, there are a more direct and indirect monetization to our sustainability. And let me start by the direct one, which is the one that I believe today we have had a very strong mobilization after COVID when people saw their energy bill increasing. And we saw that as well with our customers and end users. We have kind of become consultants on how do we, uh, I will say, make the energy more efficient and how do we consume in different way that we can as well, I will say, respond to some financial elements. So in terms of the direct monetization there are from the very beginning, the way that you will define the prices of a product or a service, we really use the value-based pricing and this is part of uh, our DNA. For sure, there are still products that are more basic and that there will be more in, in a competition approach, in a simpler way of defining our pricing strategy. Yet, our strategical intention is to drive more and more products that are done through the value-based pricing. And in the moment that you are building the value-based pricing model together with your customers, you are definitely looking at what are their needs, what is the profile of the company that we are looking at, and we are quantifying the value that our products are helping to our customers, either to decarbonize, either to bring more digitalization into their energy management, or to expand and industrialize digitally their solutions. So this is something that, through our products, we can easily quantify and make us part of the model of value-based pricing that we co-define with our customers. This is an approach when we go basically to projects that will, I will say, justify sufficient time to be spent between our sales guys and, I will say, the spokes uh, of the industry. 
From the other side, we have as well one of the mechanisms that we drive to expand and escalate uh, the value-based pricing in the organization that is the offer structure. So basically, we have um, a mechanism that is called the global reference tariff and is basically um, a, a, a methodology that is helping us to input all the mm. product attributes that are linked to the product itself, to the brand, to the sustainability, into the overall pricing equation. So when we are setting prices, we also consider sustainability as part of the equation. And when I mention sustainability, it's not only about how much we are contributing to this, I will say, high-level objective of becoming net zero in carbon emission or limiting uh, the temperature raise by 1.5 degrees Celsius, but it's really much more than that. In this equation, we also embed a topic that one of my colleagues, I know you are yes. having a podcast <laughs> as well with him, so he's a a little teaser to listen to Geoffrey <laughs> in his interview. So he, um, one of the elements that we drive is also the circularity of our products. Mm -hmm. So yeah. circular economy is one of our key levers as well in driving this energy efficiency and going towards the sustainability objective. Basically, what we are doing is looking really from end to end into all the chain. To me, we cannot only look at the sustainability at the moment that you are defining the price, but really has to become part of the DNA of the full chain, meaning you need to rethink about the products from which or the raw material that you are using in order to build your products and redefine new ways of having less polluted products that you can actually embed in your, uh, I will say, final production. The supply chain has also a very big role to play. How are you distributing your products? How are you selling your products? And there is a direct impact as well in the carbon emission, up to the point that you can quantify finally the willingness to pay mm -hmm. and the value that it is driving to a customer. So for sure, as always, we put the customer as the center of the pricing analysis that we are doing, our competition as well, because we are not the only ones in the market and we build this ecosystem. So one of the very passionate topics that Schneider has developed all over the years is that we are really building this concept of ecosystem. We are not only looking at ourselves as enablers of sustainability, but we are also working together with our top 10 suppliers because we have realized that 70% of our carbon emissions are really focused in those top uh, suppliers, suppliers. And we engage them so they can also make part of this very strong engagement that we have in sustainability. So we work together with them so we can expand and impact further this uh, very strong strategy that we have built over the past years. So just coming back to the question about monetization, we have this direct model, which is how do you set the prices of your product through value-based pricing, to your offer positioning logic, and at the same time, going back to the basics, meaning measuring the willingness to pay and how, uh, and how do you quantify these value drivers. We can do it very easily because, as I said, our products are enabling our customers yeah. to quantify and to monetize the energy efficiency that they are bringing. So this is an important part uh, of the overall monetization journey. We have also um, um, a, a, some labels that are put in the industry that are allowing our customers, if they go into our website and they want to do I will say, meaningful investments and decisions in which brand they are using, there are some eco-labels that are tracking 
the different materials that we are using to produce our products and that they are also responsible with the environment and following also the strong regulations that have been put in place in the past years. So this is the way that we can monetize um, from a direct perspective. And then a more indirect perspective will be uh, through the S component of the ESG, so the social side. The way that we have understood the talent retention is by bringing a clear and a concrete impact on what our employees are doing for the environment. So Schneider, with the DNA being a green brand, is also engaging and helping into this talent retention. At the same time, we also have, I would say, a very important lever of the monetization that I believe in many cases is leaving a, a bit aside, is that today the way that the market value companies that are strongly committed to the ESG, we can see it over the past years how companies have been valuing in the stock market Uh, their potential as well and their commitment to bring transparency and to bring clear and concrete engagements to the environment. So if you look at the share of Schneider over the past years, it has been an incredible increase that have happened versus the rest of the industry because as well, investors want to do concrete and conscious decisions with their money on when they are investing this money. So I think that If you are a company and you want to start in this journey of how do I monetize, I think that you need to look at the end-to-end and it has to be part of your DNA. You cannot do that like a one-shot approach. It has to be a strategic decision and investment that the company is doing to foster innovation. And I will say that there is a direct link between Hmm. sustainability and profitability. So this will be... um, some of the elements that I will bring uh, that we have been working over the past years in our teams. Impressive. It's funny because actually we didn't talk about it, about the ecosystemic way of doing things, but it's a big move. I think we, we talked about it in the podcast with WebHelp. It was the same idea. It's like to completely change the relationship between supplier and actually provider and, and client to partner and building an ecosystem. So it's super interesting. Now, one question, when you talk about quantification and quantifying the the different pieces of your product, where do you start? Do you start from the client to understand what's important for the clients? Do you start from Schneider Electric to to say, here is all the important things that we see and we will quantify those trying to understand the client? Like, where where do you start? How do you define this list of all those value drivers? Absolutely. So I will say that because we have a very wide portfolio of products and we have uh, more or less more than 500,000 references in our catalog and our portfolio, we need to have, uh, I will say, methodologies and decisions that are able to be scalable. But at the very beginning of all of our approaches, customer is always first. And this is actually part of our values, customer first. And this is the way that we also reflect from a pricing perspective. So when we are defining the commercial policy guidelines from Mm -hmm. which we want the customer to be, I will say, to drive the business to our customers, we always have this angle, which is the segment that I'm addressing and which is the type of customer that is buying my product. Because an end user, a panel builder or a contractor will not value and will not quantify the impact of sustainability in their products in the same way. 
Mm-hmm. So definitely we need to have a customer view when at, at the time that we are defining not only the pricing, but I will say more our commercial policy. So mean all the different guidelines that this that define how do we do business, with whom do we do business, and what is the value that we and our customers, a double-way approach, are providing to ourselves. So this is, I would say, the starting point. And then after, if we look at some of the examples of projects, um, then we will have a very deep conversation with our customers to understand okay. what is the energy bill consumption that they are having, what are the levers of optimization that we have. And we estimate that we can bring the energy bill down between 20 to 30 percent in a, I will say, a regular building. So when we take this case, we already quantify the added value that we are bringing with our products. And I will say this is really the monetization side. Then part of that monetization is having into our DNA, as I was explaining, products that are built with sustainable materials and a sustainable supply chain where we can embark not only us as a producers, but also our supplier and after our customers. So this ecosystem approach starts first by bringing awareness because Mm -hmm. in many cases, and I believe COVID accelerated a lot, this willingness to have more understanding on how each one of us can have an active role to play in the sustainability journey. Uh, We also, our energy bill increasing quite much. And depending on the countries, it was uh, quite important. Exactly. Uh, So this is why, to me, it has to first understand by that sensibilization, but also first understanding the customer willingness to pay. Without that, I believe that one size fits all is not something Mm -hmm. that you can replicate uh, when looking at the sustainability impact. So it's like you listen, you do your segmentation, and then for each segment, you do your quantification. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, uh, we put this as part of the journey when we are looking at the pricing uh, strategy itself. So how do we set the price? I will say is the end piece of the of the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, but we also make sure that our decisions are conscious and are mm. going into this uh, direction. Super cool. And... One question is that, so sustainability, is it coming from the client base? Is it coming from Schneider? Is it, ju- is it just a mix of the two? Do you see like who started? Yes. And, and this is a great question, Fabian, because um, our previous CEO was repeating every time in the past months that it's the first time that we see our short-term objectives convey with our long-term objectives. So we do see that more and more our customers are conscious and are asking, for example, our sales, uh, our, our sales function to have much more support and guidance in how do they embark into this sustainability journey. So I will say that a few years ago, when, when all of this sustainability engagement with the Paris Agreement started, yeah. uh, it was only kind of the top companies that started to look at this point. But now I will say that this has been democratized and spread after the COVID because of the definitely a need of each one of our customers to embark in the journey. On top of that, when you go for bidding, there are more and more regulations that are expecting from the companies to have a clear engagement and transparency. Um, I know that in some uh, countries, the governments are really stretching and strengthening uh, the, the, the regulations and the fines that the companies will need to pay in case that they don't bring this ESG reporting and transparency 
currency in the market. And and by the way, I think that the movement is so strong that if you go today to any of the broker web pages, you will see that there are on top of the financial KPIs for you to value a company and to decide if you want to invest or not, or even go and work in this company. So I think it's going even beyond that financial perspective. You have the sales, the margin, the evolution, the trends on the industry, but at the same time, you will also have a view on the sustainability. And Mm -hmm. then all of these, uh, I will say, reportings that have been aligned over the past years to increase the level of awareness in the consumers uh, have drastically increased. So I will say that today our customers are as demandant as we are in going through uh, more sustainable products and and really uh, embarking them in this journey. Perfect. And and it's super interesting with Schneider because so you were quite advanced on this topic. Do you have some lessons or some insight on like how being sustainable transformed or improved or changed your sales bottom line or top line? Yes, absolutely. So I would say that um, to me, uh, pricing, uh, profitability and sustainability are, are two sides of the of the same coin. And we shouldn't mm. have to decide either going for one or the other. And and that is really the starting point of, of uh, the way that we think uh, our products, our processes, our solutions. And uh, so looking at the sales perspective and, and this increased interest in going for more sustainable products and actually limiting the carbon emission because our customers are also engaged in this journey, what we see is that the sales uh, function is becoming more and more sponsors and I will say uh, kind of leaders uh, spreading the word around sustainability. So um, for sure, we invest a lot of time in trainings. We invest a lot of time in our company itself, all over the employee landscape to make sure that we understand their DNA and that we are kind of advocates of the uh, sustainability intention that we have in a sharp way. Uh, But at the same time, from a sales perspective, because our products itself are Mm. part of the sustainability journey. So as I mentioned, Schneider is the uh, partner of our customers to decarbonization. Our products are already bringing the sustainability impact into our customers. So by reducing the energy bill, by making more efficient the energy consumption, by having different sources of energy. And by the way, we were just discussing, we have one concrete example in Grenoble with this building that is called Intensity and is being one of the first buildings in the world that is in in terms of the energy consumption they are autosufficient to produce themselves with all of the different solutions that we have put it in place so we are not only producing the products but we are also using them so we create a clear showroom in 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 and clear visibility to show our customers how can they benefit from the solutions that we are building in the in in, in the market it's great to see some companies applying you know first hand what they are selling so yeah well done. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. And do you have kind of like a, a strong opinion about the value of a sustainable product? Is it like it should be more expensive? It should be less expensive? Should be the same? Yes, I will say that is always depending. Yes. I I will say that 
we cannot just say that cost that we will have a premium every time that our product is labeled a sustainable product uh, because then we are perhaps only looking at the financial approach yes. but in my view we really need to understand uh, the willingness to pay of the customer mm -hmm. what is the impact that that product is having on that specific customer and at the same time i will say that what is behind the product because when you are doing rational and thoughtful decisions around sustainability you will perhaps privilege some kind of raw material that can be more or less costly because mm -hmm. they are more sustainable you will privilege the way where you are supplying from those products. So we have factories in more than 40 countries. So if I'm launching a new product, I will consciously decide if either I'm sourcing myself uh, from an Asian country or European or South American country. So I will say that the price premium that we are willing to transfer to the market is really dependent on the willingness to pay of the customer. And sometimes it will be just the same, but what is embedded behind is also in the overall chain. So I will not be black and white in yeah. this answer. I will say that it really depends on the channel. It depends on the customer. And I will say it depends as well on the decisions that you have taken that are driving the costs or the availability of those products that needs to go in line with the sustainability. Um, and, and this is why to me, it's so important that sustainability is not uh, a point of interest of pricing or a point of interest of the sustainability officers in the different companies. It really has to be part of the DNA. And I will say it's not something that you invent or that you do by coincidence. It has to be part of the purpose and the strategy of the company if you really want to embed it into end. It's super important because based on what you just said, it means for a lot of companies, they need to invest into the pricing maturity because it's becoming way more complex than it used to be. Like, okay, you, you will have sustainable, you know, interested companies. You will have some, they, they won't be like that. Some will ask you X, some will ask you Y, so many products. And then you need to have different willingness to pay. You have to have different pricing. You have to have different discount type of structure, different commercial policies. Yeah, and I think the, the, the need for like a pricing expert team is super high right now. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that there are a lot of these concepts that can be quite in intangible. When mm. you look at the value brand and how your brand is positioned and how the market value your brand and, and, and the journey that you want to go through, I believe that this is also playing a key role in when you are setting the prices. So mm. uh, you really need to have, uh, I will say, a good understanding on what is the value that you are driving, uh, who are your customers, yes. but at the same mm. time, what are your products and how they are contributing to this uh, end objective of your company? So indeed, when you go into the pricing journey, I will say, and, and we see a, a lot of interest in the companies in the, co in, the, in the past years to really strengthen the professionalism and the expertise on pricing nice. because it's a, it's a function itself that can really definitely bring uh, strong profitability mm. uh, drivers in the company. Therefore, I will say that investing in pricing is as important as investing in sustainability. And this is about knowledge, about people, about process, about tools. So it's all the journey together that is helping and enabling the company 
as complex as ours in terms of uh, product, uh, I would say, completeness, uh, and at the same time of geographies, number of employees, mm. different type of customers, type of industries, which is great because we are really able to support our customers in all of this journey, but at the same time is making us as market leaders in most of our geographies to to raise the bar for the industry yeah. in all of these sustainable movements. Super interesting because we keep hearing about sustainability, circularity, but we almost no one is talking about pricing as an enabler for sustainability. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And, and I believe that the, because it's quite recent, this movement, right? But mm. there are more and more people that are very much interested on that. Um, the, the value has to be taken into account from all of these different perspectives, from yes. a brand perspective, a product perspective, a company value proposition perspective. And overall is where you are able to actually have a complete monetization and yeah. quantification of the value. And I think maybe saying pricing might be kind of a limitation because, yeah, pricing, I think a lot of people, especially, you know, being pricing for the planet, people think about the final list price, but they don't understand that actually to get to this final list price, there is so much, there is all the monetization, all the quantification. And I think there is some, yeah, we need some to do a lot of like acculturation around what it means to be a pricing, like, professional definitely and i think this is really the the change of dogma that we had since mm. the industrial era where pollution was for free and we yeah. were looking just at scalability and and i will say kind of optimization in this scalability today we we really want to have conscious decisions so the mm. fact of Involving sustainability into pricing is also helping the consumers when they are taking the decision of which brand they are buying, because today this is part of all of those psychological criteria that we have as end users, but also in the B2B, a bit more reglamented for sure, uh, in, in whether you go for one brand or the other. And at the same time, I believe that today um, investing in, in sustainability is avoiding this business obsolescence that is happening if you don't take care about this very important indicator. So for, for me, really, sustainability has to be part of the DNA. And pricing is just a way that you will monetize, that you will rationalize all of these intentions mm -hmm. that the company is having. So You can have a great idea, but if you don't execute it, it yeah. stays as a great idea, right? It's like sustainability. If you're not able to communicate, to sensibilize, to bring transparency, so how do you measure and what are the actions that you are doing? Pricing is just part of this quantification of your sustainability. So bringing the reports, uh, having clear vision on KPIs, measurements, updates on those KPIs is as important as being able to monetize it within your pricing strategy. Clearly, I think the, the audience understood that you are quite advanced uh, on this topic. Do you have any advice on like companies that are kind of left behind or they want to get involved or they want to invest into sustainability, if, if you would have to do it again, what would you do? Yes, for sure. I would say that regardless of the industry, the starting point has to be from top management. There has to be a strong sure. willingness uh, to uh, invest uh, and a strong intention uh, to go for sustainability. 
I will say that even before looking at pricing, there has to be the strategical intention there. Uh, because all the decisions that are going to, to, to follow will be in consequence with this objective that, that has been taken at a very high level of the organization. And then after, I will say, is really going back to basics when you are looking at the, at the pricing structure, is understanding your customers, understanding the segments, understanding the willingness to pay, and having, I will say, key sponsors in the organization that are helping you to connect more and more the different functions so you are all going in the same direction. So pricing, I like to say, is in the carpool of finance, marketing, sales, top management. So we also need to make sure that sustainability is part of these functions that are strongly influencing and pushing all of the rest of the areas in the organization uh, to be aligned into into these objectives. So if you are able to quantify it from pricing, you then need to be able to pitch it from yeah. a sales perspective and at the same time to put it in your uh, communication strategy. So it, it really has to be embedded in the DNA. And I would say that is the starting point because without that, you can do some one-shot analytics and, and try to uh, understand how some of your specific products um, will have an impact and value on, on sustainability, but I will say it has to be part of your of your brand image and, and, and the communication of your company. So if I were really to start, I will say basic stuff as always. Yeah. Uh, start from intention on top management. Have concrete KPIs where you can measure and quantify, and for that, Schneider is... Uh, a, a, a supporter in this journey for our customers, for example, and at the same time, make sure that your full organization is mobilized, understanding the importance of this impact, because at the end of the day, we all need to secure that we have a planet where we are able to live. So it's a concern that has to be of each one of us as individuals, but at the same time of collaborators of, of the company that you are working for. Awesome. And so, and what's next for you? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I will say that many, many things are, are coming for sure. So uh, we are strengthening uh, all of this concept about circularity. Um, okay. We are partnering and influencing and we have a very strong active role, our top management, in influencing governments and organizations to strengthen even more the regulations and the laws that exist on sustainability because we have no choice. So mm-hmm. definitely yeah. is a call to action and it's, it's this burning platform that we need to make sure that people are are hearing and acting and executing because we have no time to lose. So I will say that from a top management is is really keep on strengthening um, this uh, support that we have as a company and at the same time for our customers. Um, From a pricing perspective, we still need to keep on strengthening the pricing strategies towards sustainability in our services, in our software, in our solutions uh, and, and, and for sure in all kind of products to find new ways uh, to secure that the sustainability factor is embedded as part of the equation. So I would say that the journey is a never-ending one uh, because the more we move forward in the sustainability journey, we realize that there can be, I would say, different angles from which we can also tackle uh, our pricing and commercial policy, different partnerships, uh, much more, uh, I would say, communication internally to our sales and, and marketing teams. So uh, it's a very exciting journey. I will say that yeah. um, we have also very transparent communication to where we are and where we want to go with our SSI, 
which is okay. one of the best-in-class uh, barometers that we use internally, the Schneider Sustainability Index. Um, and, and, and just to give you an example in how do you bring this next step in your organization, we have embedded uh, since uh, quite some years ago as part of the variable piece of the compensation of our top executive says uh, function and many other functions, this SSI indicator. So we secure that everyone is contributing to reach those objectives and is not only a a silo approach in sustainability or in a strategy or in top management, but we really need to make sure that this is all over the chain. And I will say that for us, uh, next steps are really looking ahead, uh, most probable embedding as well, artificial intelligence in the way that we can optimize our willingness to pay and better capture all of these sustainability efforts. Uh, but there are for sure many things to come uh, in, in, in the years ahead. Perfect. Paula, thank you so much. It's fascinating. Uh, I would say that the topic is is, is quite huge. So yes. package it in a few minutes, it's, it's quite difficult. But uh, I would say that the pillars of what we are doing have been set, which is going to be quite complementary uh, to the session about uh, and the Zoom that you will do on, on circular economy. Yes. That is a very passionate topic as well. So I will just invite uh companies and consumers uh, to contribute and, and to go in this journey because, again, this is a matter that is not only for the industry or the governments. We all have a role to play. And I will say that this is really my call to action <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. No, perfect. And for the audience, I think, you know, like find a great benchmark. You have one in front of you. I think Schneider Electric did really impressive stuff around sustainability, especially around pricing. So, You know, I think that that's a great way to learn. Look at what the what Schneider Electric is doing, and I think you will learn a lot. Absolutely. So thanks a lot for the invitation and for creating this community around these very two passionate topics, Fabian. Uh, so thanks a lot for the invitation. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Pricing for the Planet podcasts. We've enjoyed having this conversation, exploring how our choices can directly impact the sustainability of our planet. And we hope you found it insightful and inspiring too. If you want to stay connected with us, learn more and continue this sustainability journey, please subscribe to our B-Weekly Digests on www.pricingfortheplanet.com. There you will find the latest updates insights and innovative strategies about sustainable practices and pricing. But we also need your help. By leaving a comment and rating this podcast, you are not just giving us feedback, you are also helping boost the visibility of these critical discussions. Every comment, every like, every share counts. They help us reach more people and spread the word about our mission. And finally, if you've been moved by what you have heard today, we encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, your family, your colleagues, and anyone else who might be interested. Every person you introduce to Pricing for the Planet is another ally in our collective mission to make the world more sustainable. Together, we can take small action that will create big changes. Remember, each of us has a role to play and every action no matter how small, can make a difference. So let's use the power of our collective voice to 
change the world for the better. Thank you for your time, your interest, and your commitment to sustainability. Be well.